All right. Hello, folks, and welcome to Christian Sports Bar. This is Season 1, Episode 1, and we are a branch off series from the Beefy Boys. Of course, that's going to be the main podcast. This one's just a little side hustle for you sports fanatics. So what I have here today is I've got a good... uh, We're going to be talking about a little bit of preseason. We're not really going to be getting into the Huskies that much, but I do have here... My wonderful guest, my wonderful girlfriend, Haley. Mm. She's going to be the first one on the series. So look at that. Mm. So, I mean, to really get down into it, like just getting right, you know, just rolling right into it. So Seahawks and Huskies football is back. Huskies are in practice. Mm. There's no preseason with college football, as you, you know, as most of you already know. And, and of course, as you know already. I didn't know until now, but eh. yeah. So there's no yeah, there's no preseason in there. Why don't they do that? Um, I mean, probably for the same reason people don't want preseason to exist in the NFL. Oh, well. like they don't want their players getting injured, or I don't know. I I really have no idea why there's no. I should look into it. That's a good question. But both seasons are underway. Because they've both reported to training camp, and it's go time. So I'm going to say this. If you know me, and or you follow me on Twitter, I promise you, you will know that I have been fucking raving about the Seahawks linebacker core day in and day out. Have I not? I don't go on Twitter. You freaking live with me. Yeah. So, yeah, you know about how how the linebacker core is. You know everything yeah. about it. Yes. Okay. Well, you said Twitter, and you know I don't have a, like, I don't use Twitter anymore. Twitter, or if you've seen me I go, in the I recent week. I don't go on there if Bruno tweets, but he, like, doesn't tweet anymore. He, like, Instagrams. Mm. So, you know how much I go all over Twitter. Ooh. Well, any whom. So, coming into it, <laughs> we've got uh, one of the deepest linebacker cores in the league. And the reason why I say that is, and, you know, I'll really get into it why I say that, but I'm going to tell you like right now what I think about some other ones, and definitely people are going to question, well, what about the Bears? What about Denver? And there's other linebacker cores out there that are really good. But what, what the three main focus ones are Chicago Bears with Khalil Mack, and obviously he's one mm. of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the league. Game of Thrones. <laughs> one of the best players of the league. One of the best players like just – on the defense in general, you know, I would say the best defensive player in the league is Aaron Donald, without a doubt. Yeah. And he was the number one. Oh, yeah. He was, he was the number, number one, one player on the, top yeah, 100. I just yeah. Saw that. Top 100 pissed me off. I, I'll tell you why. I mean, really? I'll, get, I'll really get into it. it oh, yeah. Me wasn't, off. isn't um, Tyler Lockett, wasn't he like 99 or something? Yes. Oh. Or he was in the 90s. I don't know if it was 99. I he may have been I 99. I was like number 99. You got all triggered. That's true. I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You're talking about it for like ever. Yeah, I was upset. I mean, I really don't understand why, how 99 players were better than Tyler Lockett when he had the, yeah. when he had the best season of his career. You know, oh. there's no doubt that he had the best season. That was coming off of signing a major contract with the Seahawks. Yeah. Usually players, when they sign big major contracts like that, tend to have a year where they kind of slip into a weird void. A creepy year. Yeah, a creepy year. So, anyway, back to the to the linebackers. Oh, I feel a burp coming. Nice. 
<laughs> oh, so overhyped. Um, so overhyped. Anyway, getting into the linebacker core, you've got Khalil Mack. You've got, and, and then with him, you have Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Lynch, Raquan Smith. Like that right there is a pretty, that's a spooky linebacker core. That's going to, that's going to cause a lot of disruptions in the league. And honestly, those guys are all better pass rushers than their defensive line, which is like even fucking crazier. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got uh, Denver. Of course, you got, you know, Mr. Von Miller, Mr. Superstar. You know, that guy, I mean, being a superstar, that guy, every Sunday he delivers some some awesome football. I love mm-hmm. watching Denver play. I love watching Chicago play. It's but just, It's just going to be weird seeing, like, Joe Flacco in a freaking Broncos uniform. It's weird. That was, like, the weirdest thing about yeah. the preseason. Like, <laughs> like seeing hell? him in there in the preseason, I was like, ooh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they got rid of Case Keenum, too. Case Keenum went to the Foreskins, I mean Redskins. And um <laughs> I think yeah, I think he went there. Did he? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'll double check. But anyway, uh I don't know too much about the Redskins. We're having Eric on the show next week. He's the guy that he's the guy that'll tell mm-hmm. us who's on the Redskins or not. I know they released Mason Foster. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was a long time coming. Didn't and he he's a veteran, right? Because I feel like I like saw he, he got released, but then he just signed with like somebody else. He's a veteran for sure. Yeah, he played at UW too. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. during the Jake Locker era. So Ooh, rip. <laughs> Best player ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tennessee Titans. I fucking oh, love yeah. Jake Locker. He's he is one of my favorite football players ever. Um. Yeah, he sold his number, right? That jersey you have that's like super crusty. crusty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> number 10. So getting more in depth with Denver, you're looking at uh fifth round overall pick last year in the draft was Bradley Chubb and then Brendan Marshall and Todd Davis. So those guys, they've got a solid run-stopping defense and a solid pass rush with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Those guys are super disruptive on that defensive line. It's it's really fun to watch those guys play. But, like, one of the things that Denver has that nobody's excited for is their offense. Oh, yeah. Like, their offense is just not sexy, you know? <laughs> like, coming to think yeah, about it, I, mean, I, can, I can't really to... think about who, who's really on their offense. Didn't they trade all their wide receivers? Like, um, I know they got rid of Demarius Thomas. I feel like Emmanuel Sanders or whatever has gone too, but maybe. I'm not sure. I, I gotta. Like, I'll I look feel more like they into like them. Trade away like a lot of people. Yeah. Well, they have a solid linebacker core. Who's their Who's their running back? Uh, let me see. I gotta think on that one. Who is their fucking running back? I think I feel like they just got one too. Because I feel like there was that one guy that I remember like a couple years ago, but then he went off to, I think like the Rams or something like that. Are you talking about? Who are you talking about? I don't know. I can picture him. Because I was like, oh wait, he's from the Broncos, and then I was like, I think he sucked during the Broncos. <laughs> oh, you know who their oh, running oh, back oh, is? Oh, it's oh, uh, oh. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. The little guy. Yeah. Out of Colorado. Yeah. Who's never left. Colorado. I can't believe we didn't remember that. What the fuck? Well, you couldn't remember 
Rashad Penny's first name. So. <laughs> well, it's because I usually talk about these guys on a last name basis. I never really get into their first names. I just there's not really a there's not really a point for talking about their first names. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, obviously on here I'm gonna have to talk about their first names so people know what the fuck is going on. Yes, Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. the little guy, out of Colorado. <laughs> God. I feel like it's just him and that's it and Von Miller and maybe Joe Flacco if he actually does well. And it was pretty crazy seeing how, you know, how well Philip Lindsay did. Yeah. Like, I obviously am not a big fan of him just because he played at Colorado <laughs> and he's in the Pac-12. And he also, when he played against the Huskies, I believe it was like, you know, they were trying to prove their point. It was like Colorado's doesn't suck, oh, yeah. even though they totally did. They, well, one, they got their ass kicked by the Huskies, but Philip <laughs> Lindsay would get the ball, and he would run the ball for, like, two yards and get up and, like, taunt. Oh. And it's like, okay. I think you ended, I think he, he had, he had a touchdown in the game, and it was a good touchdown, but after the touchdown, <laughs> he would get, like, a, a one-yard gain and, like, flip the football. And it was like, I was like, dude, get a haircut. Like, seriously, that fucking pubic hair on your head. Anyway, I mean, I got pubes on my head, too, but shit, that football helmet's not going to last. That thing is going to fly off one of these days. It's going to be bad. But so we're so now, you know, obviously now it's time to get. It's time to get sea hockey up in this bitch, but. The most important thing about linebacker depth is their, you know, the the people who they have with realistic injuries, you know, people getting hurt, people oh. tearing their ACLs and shit. It seems to be more common. It seems to be like an injury that's the, as far as I see, the number one injury. And, uh, you know, concussions are in there too, but... I'd say tearing ACLs, is, it seems to be like the new high ankle sprain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you got to deal with that, and then you also have to deal with suspensions. You never know how these guys are going to act oh, on yeah. the field. You never know if they're going to mm-hmm. have something at home. Jaron Reed. Jaron right? Reed. Yeah, Jaron Reed. Oops. Defensive lineman for the Seahawks. It was, it was a big year for him, and not only is it a big year for him because he's looking for a new contract. Yikes. That kind yeah, of publicity, that kind of that. publicity is not going to give you the money that you're looking for. He's a great player, but organizations do pay attention to what happens outside of the organization, outside of like the organization. You know, they pay attention to their players. So, you know, it, it's it's not the best situation for him, but I don't think it's the end of his career because he wasn't charged but they have to serve the suspension because it was something that had to do with domestic violence. What's crazy is Tyreek Hill serving no suspension yeah, but for his, but but that was a whole... Didn't you say like they didn't, like there was nothing to like show or anything? Yeah, they, I mean, they investigated the shit out of it. Yeah. And, you know, people are quick to judge these guys. So once they heard, oh, he beats his kid and, oh, he beats his wife, Nobody waits for the final word. Everybody just jumps the shark and says, well, Tyree kills a, a piece of shit. He's a motherfucker. You know, all that type of garbage. Mm-hmm. But then everybody has the chance to draft him on fantasy, fantasy and they'll do yeah. it. So, you know, everybody is quick to judge. But they investigated him. He came off clean. 
His his wife was bullshitting a lot of that stuff. So, you know, it happens to players. A lot of the time it happens to players. And then gets injured. Like, I actually, yeah, he got injured, but it's nothing serious. But really? the I one thought, thing, yeah. he got carted off the field, but. I thought they said he was out for like a little bit. Nah, he'll pro- he's probably not going to play preseason, but yeah. why would he? They're probably not even going to play Mahomes in the preseason. But looking at it, I think, I mean, a good separate episode is to be like hoaxes when it comes to players. Not only football players, but, you know, hockey players, any other player that really, you know, (laughs) NBA players, people who have been put in the situation of a, you know, Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott got put in that situation not too long ago. He's in mm-hmm. Cabo right now, actually. Just chilling away. Holding out, right? Huh? I think, isn't he holding out? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. If I were Ezekiel Elliott, I'd hold out too. Yeah. Fucking Cowboys haven't done shit in how long? And finally, they have a running back that can actually help them? You know, they just signed Dak Prescott to that major contract. Why didn't they sign Zeke first? I don't like Dak. It's because they're looking for a franchise quarterback. But in my humble opinion, Dak Prescott is not the guy you go for your franchise quarterback. Not yet. He delivered one season, and ever since then, he's... Yeah. And th- and look, I'm not just angry because they beat the Seahawks in the, in the playoffs, all right? I already gave my whole spew on that on the Beefy Boys, and there's... Multiple reasons why the Seahawks lost that, and they mainly lost it for themselves. Not saying that Dallas didn't have a good game, but look, when it comes to your running back, if you have a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, I would pay him over a player like Dak Prescott because Ezekiel Elliott delivers every single week. But the problem is, is it's just like Jerron Reed. He's got that domestic violence case hanging over his head every mm-hmm. contract season. And, you know, organiz- teams and organizations pay attention to it, and it mm-hmm. hurts your, your contract negotiations. But if you can play football, you can fucking play football. And Ezekiel Ze- Elliott wasn't charged, but he still served a six-game suspension. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, that's why they're not budging. They're like, oh, ha, yeah, the suspension you did, you're, you know. Well, of course. And also, Jerry Reed's a greedy fuck. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, I have no problem with, with him. I don't, I, don't fuck. I don't know anything about the Cowboys to that extent. I'm just talking shit at that point. <laughs> so let's talk Seahawks <laughs> core. All right. You ready for this one? Sure. Bobby Wagner. Yeah. All right. Do I even need to say anymore? Oh, of course I do. Dreamy. Because Bobby Wagner is not only my favorite player in the league, he's my favorite football player ever. And met him twice. Once at training camp last week, and then once downtown at the World of Tanks yeah, event. He did. You met him last week? Yeah, he was standing right, like, fucking five feet away from us. No, I mean, like... Him and KJ. You weren't, like, talking to him, though. Well, I didn't get anything signed. Yeah. But I still stuck my hand out to shake his hand. I told you to follow me. You didn't want to follow me. Judges in silence. Really? Whatever. Then I had some dipshit fucking throw his football right in front of me and will you sign his football? I didn't know you shook Bobby's hand. It was was like shake his finger. 
That guy's fucking hand is huge compared to mine. It was like, you know, the little girl in Mighty Joe Young shaking Mighty Joe Young's hand. It was just like me grasping his finger. His fucking hands are huge. And Russell Wilson? Yeah. His hands are huge, too. Let me get to this Bobby. Let me get to this Bobby Wagner spiel. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) I got to take a deep breath for this one. The leader of the defense standing in the... ILB position, inside linebacker position. So he's the highest ranked inside linebacker in the league, and he's coming off of one of his best seasons. I would say probably the best season of his career because of his outrageous 115 consecutive tackles without missing a tackle streak, which is freaking awesome. He was also voted for first team all pro, and he went to a pro bowl. And I would say that 2016 was the season that really brought Bobby into the light of being the best inside linebacker in the league. I'd say he's better over Luke Keekley ever since 2016. Now, I understand people want to argue that, and I know why people want to argue it, but I think that Bobby Wagner mm-hmm. versus Luke Keekley deserves to be its own episode, so I'm not going to get too far into that right now. <laughs> but they really do need to have their own episode because it's a valid point. People think Luke Keekley's better. People think Bobby Wagner's better. Well, it's not. Well, I don't know what would be the point of that because I mean, obviously, you're gonna stick with Bobby over Luke. Well, yeah, but there's there, you know, there's people out there that are gonna stick with Luke over Bobby, even though the stats don't lie. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna since two thousand go over the dark side and go root for Luke instead of Bobby. You well, know? <laughs> I can still argue, uh-huh. and that's the point. We're gonna have arguments. Yes, okay. So in two thousand and eighteen, he had one interception for ninety eight yards. One touchdown, one fumble recovery, one sack, 11 passes defended, two forced fumbles, 138 combined, and 84 solo tackles. And then his, you know, as I just mentioned earlier, his 115 consecutive tackles without missing a tackle. So, you know, obviously, you know, and everybody else is about to know, I could talk about Bobby Wagner all day. So, with that being said, I'm going to... Leave him there, and I'm going to move on to the talent that's surrounding him on the field. K.J. Wright, another Mm -hmm. Seahawk who just signed a contract extension. Michael Kendricks, who was just signed to an extension. And Michael Kendricks, let's not forget that he was also one of the best linebackers in the league all the way up until his his insider trading thing that happened. Philly cheesesteak. I got a nice Philly cheesesteak for you. Um, so yeah, those of you who don't know it or who don't know, Michael Kendricks was on trial for, um, wow, oh God, I can't even remember what the hell it is. Wasn't it just for insider training or whatever? Or gambling, In- yeah, insider like training, gambling. gambling. Yeah. It was illegal. Insider training, insider trading. No bueno. But he just signed a extension with the Seahawks and I can't be happier because he is awesome. I love the way he plays. He's got a lot of speed, and you can also put him on the D-line, and he can rush the quarterback really well. Another player on the Seahawks that can do that is Barkevius Mingo. Obviously, coming in from the Colts, he was a big, huge help to the defense last season. And he was working also with uh, Austin Calitro on covering for K.J. Wright being injured half the season. So watching those two play in that position was really cool. And, you know, Calitro's got a great story. And 
it, it was just awesome to see him playing in there and then, you know, moving Mingo to the line. And as we saw at training camp the other day, he was practicing with the D lineman. So I don't know if you remember that, but Barkevius Mingo was practicing with the D lineman over there with Puna. I was too busy looking at Travis Homer. So we'll get to Homer. We'll get to the running backs. <laughs> but so, God, you know, the, the, you know, I've already said four big or five big yeah, names. And then, then you've got Shaquem Griffin, who's another big name. Oh. He's a linebacker as well. Really? Yeah. Oh. And then you have Jacob Martin. And then now, <clears throat> you know, getting into the rookies, Ben Burkirvin. Yeah. Who was one of the best linebackers in college, in in college football last year, and I mean obviously okay if you guys haven't seen this guy play, he's a he was a uh, you know he's a Washington Husky. Go on YouTube and watch this guy play. He is all over the field, and the way he hits, it's it's really impressive. I tell you, I, I mean, really look him up. And then Cody Barton as well, from Utah. Oh yeah. So. The Pac-12 has got a pretty, pretty impressive defense. You know, it seems like every, you know, just about every team in the Pac-12 has got a pretty interesting defense, or at least one or two, or three or four, or five or six if you're the Huskies. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the the Pac-12 has great defenses. Maybe not Oregon State, but I would say that the main schools. So you know. Oregon, Washington, Wazoo, <laughs> Stanford, you know. A lot of those teams took big hits in the draft, but the way that they build defenses is is really fun. I would say that Stanford's more on the offensive side when it comes to their impressive players. And USC is also in there when it comes to, I would say, USC for both offense and defense. But college football is not here yet. So we will not be discussing too much college football. So, <laughs> like the last person for that, currently. Yeah. Just well, saying all that, it's like okay. If you don't know, you better fucking ask somebody because you're gonna fucking learn this year. I promise you. Uh, so you got Cody Barton, Utah Utes, uh, and Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson, coming out of TCU, he was good, but I don't think. With, I don't think with Ben Burkirvan and Cody Barton showing big, like impressive play at training camp is going to allow Juwan Johnson to get his spot on the roster. And uh, I think the reason why I'm so excited for preseason, which, you know, I was talking to do it, I was talking preseason to Joe last week on the show. And obviously, Joe's one of those guys that's, not interested in the preseason. I'll tell you this. I used to think that the preseason was dumb. I was like, well, this is dumb. Why not just extend the season? No. Teams have to cut players to their 53-man roster. And so with that being said, they have to have a way for these guys to go out there and play so that they can see what they're like in a game environment. If you cut out the preseason... How the hell are you supposed to cut a 90-person roster to 53 if you can't see how people play in a game setting? Obviously, preseason in Seattle is a little more hype than some other places because that stadium fills up and oh, it gets yeah. it gets fucking loud for preseason too, you know? Yeah. Totally sold out. 
It's always sold out during the preseason. So it is a real environment for young players. You know, those those rookies have never played in a in a loud NFL stadium like CenturyLink. Sure, college stadiums are bigger and they hold more people, but when it comes to a professional environment, the whole game has changed. Plus, they have so many new rules that they have to learn and they have to go around and figure out that a lot of the times these guys don't make teams because they can't adapt to the new rules. Two feet inbounds for a catch, none of that, you know, none of that one-foot bullshit unless you're Demarius Thomas last season in week one against the Seahawks. Do you ever get a touchdown with one foot in the end zone? Unless you're Demarius Thomas in week one against the Seahawks. Look it up. He had one foot in the fucking end zone, and they called it a touchdown. I am still butthurt about it. I'm over over last season already. We're going into a new season. I'm going to stop crying Uh about that one. So (laughs) we're talking, you know, let's talk some training camp. You and I went to training camp. Yes. What did you see that really impressed you? Travis Homer. <laughs> okay. 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 So what about okay. what about? I mean, I understand you're you're uh, you know obsessed with Travis Homer, and he trust me, he looked really good. Yeah, he was pretty good. He looked really good. He he had great runs. He could also catch the football, and he just he was a solid blocker. I thought he looked good. Very and good. Yeah, you're obsessed with his looks, <laughs> and you know. But he looked really good. Yeah. yeah he, it was fun to watch him. What about Russell and DK? The one thing that we were yeah. excited to go and see, yeah. we actually got to see it. DK's super tall. DK's freaking Not fucking like huge. Packs and links tall. It's like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, DK did pretty good. Um, Darbo sucks. I, you know, it's so crazy with Darbo. And I, I honestly thought that he was going to be... A solid player in the NFL, but he hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he, unfortunately, is going to yeah. do anything with the Seahawks. I'm not saying that he can't go somewhere else and play. Yeah, but he's uh, already done that and then pardon. now is back and he still just isn't doing well at all. Yeah, we. the one thing we saw from him was dropping the ball almost every time yeah. Russell threw it to him. He couldn't catch deep. He couldn't catch in like a quick slant. And mm-hmm. then... He couldn't, like, do simple post post routes and catch the football. And, you know, obviously Russell Wilson's not overthrowing him or <gasps> throwing it in a weird direction because there's no pressure. Well, so Russell can just... overthrew it. Well, yeah, Russell overthrows the football once, but that was on, like, a super deep route. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously he can do it, but in a, in a slant route, you're not going to overthrow your receiver with there's, when there's no pressure going towards you. It's just not going to happen. Not for an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I, Darbo's not making the roster. No. He's not going to make the roster. He'll play in the he preseason. Do, like, I thought he was supposed to do like so well. Like I feel like they he talked was, so high of him, and now I was just like, eh. Well, no. he he was having a good. He was having a really good like mini camp, and he was yeah. looking good in practice. Like I feel like the first year he was here, he was like decent. Like I feel like he did a lot, but. No. 
<laughs> no, he didn't. He I didn't do like a he lot. He like played a lot. He like, has I not feel done. Like he like got like a whole ton of catches. Like when Russell threw it down and like got a couple of touchdowns. But I remember one play from him, and that was a uh, first down against the 49ers. So oh. I think that was all I can remember from Darbo. But I remember him dropping the football too. So I think the one thing he's got to, you know, he's got to do is just learn on his hands and learn how to just really bring the football into his body because he seems to catch it with his hands and it just gets knocked out when he hits the ground or gets mm-hmm. knocked out easily by defenders. That's what I've seen from him. He's got to be able to to really hold it into his body. Otherwise, he's just not going to hold on to it. So, um, yeah, Darb- I, th- I don't think Darbo's going to make the roster. Yeah. So now you, you were talking Travis Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the other running backs. Let's talk about how CJ Proceis is still on the roster. I find it kind of weird that the Seahawks haven't moved on from him. They moved yeah. on from Rawls, <laughs> and they somehow kept Proceis but got rid of Alex Collins. Bad yeah. move. Fuck. Just so many bad moves in the, in the recent years. But... He's doing well, though, isn't he? Proceis? Uh, no, I meant Collins. With the, oh, uh, yeah. Collins Ravens, is doing good. Yeah. yeah. He's their number one. So, I, I mean, Collins is really good. It was, and, you know, at least we went to a game when he was still on the Seahawks and, and he scored his first NFL touchdown in that game against the Falcons. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they that was the one to... that That was the one that Earl Thomas knocked the ball out of Julio Jones' hands in the last, like, throw of the game. Or a throw thought, of the game for the Falcons. But I thought Christy Michael had it, like, most of the time. Well, he did. Yeah. But Collins scored his first touchdown of his career in that game. Oh. That's why Russell gave him the football. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so he was fun to watch. He was a good player. I mean, that year was not a good year for running backs here in, in Seattle because our O-line was a little yeah. bit on the spooky side. And, you know, when it comes to the bad O-line, you get Russell Wilson, who's been able to work with that battle line. A lot of these running backs that they bring in just can't do it. But I don't think ProSize is going to make the team. I and so he doesn't. So I think that the, the three running backs that the Seahawks are going to really roll with is going to be Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and Travis Homer, even though Bo Scarborough is still out there playing. I, I don't know if he's going to be as explosive as they want him to be, but we're, I mean, we're going to see this on Thursday in the preseason game. They're going to run all those guys except for Penny and I, I mean, they'll probably run Penny and Carson one or two drives, yeah. but they're, you know, those two are going to share that running back one and two spot. Oh, isn't there a McKissick too? Mc, uh, but McKissick is technically a running back, but they played him at wide receiver all practice, and he was practicing with the wide receivers. Ooh, he wasn't practicing with the... I mean, they've used him as a as a wide receiver before. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's a, you know, he's a passing down back, which is good, but I think with the... To keep him on the team, they're probably going to move him to... Wide receiver? Wide receiver. He was yeah. running slant routes with John Ursua. Hawaiian native oh, John Ursua. Yeah. So him and John Ursua <laughs> were running those slant routes, which I, you know... I think that John Rousseau is going to be an awesome... I just think he looks like Jafar from all that. <laughs> he looks exactly like him. I think that he's going to be an awesome 
slot receiver. And if he doesn't make the team, I hope he doesn't get discouraged because I think he's going to find somewhere to be an awesome slant receiver. But I do think he's going to make this final roster. There's other uh, wide receivers that I don't think are going to make it. Darbo being one of them. Yeah, he's and so then nice. um, I, I'm really hoping that David Moore gets back on his oh, feet because yeah. he, he was having an incredible start to the season last year. Sweaty like, guy. Yeah. The first, like, I mean, I'd say, yeah, I'd say the first 10 we or not the first 10, but 10 weeks of the season, he was a consistent wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But after the game in Carolina, which was, you know, one of his biggest games, after that game, the Seahawks just didn't seem to try to find him. You know, it seemed yeah. like they were trying to just go for Doug Baldwin and Tyler yeah, Lockett. like he was quiet. Which kind of, you know could lead to a downfall mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to Doug Baldwin and his injuries. Yeah. But I mean I'm okay, I'm not saying that Doug Baldwin didn't have a good year. That's obviously not true. But he was injured this entire season. Yeah. And it just seems like they just kind of cut David Moore out of the plan all in general. And then they started mm-hmm. running the football fucking every down so teams <laughs> watching them on film were easy to I mean it was easy for them to break yeah. down. You know, Chris Carson against Dallas had 13 carries for 21 yards. Ooh. Yeah. I. But every time Russell Wilson was throwing the football downfield to Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett was making big plays. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that game, Russell Wilson was controlling that through the air. But Schottenheimer and Pete mm-hmm. have a system that they believed in, apparently, and it fucking lost them the, the playoff game. And I think it was a stupid system because running the football against that defensive line, which was great against the run, and then those linebackers that are great against the run. <sighs> Too much to get into. I got to get over last season. God. Jesus Christ. I got to get over that. So anyway, uh, not only is it going to be fun to see the linebackers play in the preseason, there's a lot of depth in the in the backfield too, with the safeties and the cornerbacks and Deshaun mm-hmm. Shedd being re-signed. Oh yeah, and going straight to practice. It's awesome, you know. I love seeing that Deshaun Shedd's back in town. Yeah, that was quick. And I think he's going to be a great player too. And I'm going to say that they'll probably move the if, you know if Trey Flowers doesn't win that position on the outside, which I think he is. They're going to move either one of them into the nickel, and it's going to be a, a crazy backfield. I mean, you've got Tedrick Thompson, you've got Bradley McDougal, both awesome players, and now you have Ugo Amadi from Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah, Awesome player as well. And I love, I love the depth on the Seahawks this year, a lot more than I have in the last five years. I love the depth of this team. And that's why I do say crazy shit on the Beefy Boys, like they're going to go, 13 and 3. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh at myself sometimes, but it's true. I did say that, and I'm going to hold them to it. I've got high expectations for the Seahawks team. So when they go three and out on the first drive of the opening game, I will be upset. Oh, yeah. Because that's usually what happens. I kind of have a feeling they're going to, like, go back. Go back? Oh, you mean the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, they're going to they're gonna win. This week's podcast brought to you by the Beefy Boys. Three cool dudes hanging out talking about music, video games, and sports, and anything else that hits our fancy. 
Uh, yeah, check them out at www.beefyboys.com or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. If you love their logo, you can buy their merch, www.cafepress.com slash beefyboysmerch1. And oh, baby, you know you're going to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us on Twitter at beefy underscore boys. And you can find us on Instagram at official beefy boys because it is official. <laughs> Make us blue check mark. Keep following us. And you can find us on Facebook at the beefy boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's beefy. A good podcast requires a good beer. So that's why I always go to my go-to, Keystone Light. If I'm going to the store, I don't want to buy a 12-pack. I want to go for a legit 15-pack. When I go to a party, I don't take Rainier. I take Keystone Light. And you know what? It tastes so good, I'm going to have it right now. Cheers, folks. There's a burp coming in. That's good. I kind of have a feeling. I don't know why. You can hear me drinking this uh, <laughs> crispy Miller High Life. One of my favorite beers. Um, Montekis are better. Oh my god, the burps on these are rancid. So we're going to get into... Football snacks and football beer, maybe around the time that the season starts. Well, maybe pre. Because preseason, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna like go all out and have like you know a big chicken wing mukbang, and watch the you know. <laughs> it's like no, it's just I mean like it's just regular. The, uh, the chicken rings that was good. <sighs> God damn, that sounds so good right now. Yeah, the chicken ring is good. Yeah. I will give the four one one on that on that's a different good. episode. But that yeah, that's good. That's super good. So are you excited for this uh Q B competition on the Seahawks? No. <laughs> with Geno Smith with Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch. Lynch. No. <laughs> All we could God. see from practice was them throwing the throwing the ball over the receiver's head and then throwing it out of bounds as fast as possible. I it feel was, like Paxton Lynch did a lot better than Gino. Gino was that was brutal. Gino was having to a bad watch day. Him. That was brutal. And then Gino Smith, yeah, frequent he, listener, he fucking you saw our football. You didn't even sign it. Yeah, I wasn't even right holding it. Me, I was like, oh, cool. He didn't you even suck. sign. The, he didn't even sign the little kid's hat that was right next to us. Oh, the one, the one that, that Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson signed. signed. Oh, Ch- fucking Gino Smith. What an a-hole. Keep running three three cut. yard scrambles. I'm not salty about it. It's <laughs> cut. All right, we mentioned this earlier. We talked the top 100 players. Oh yeah. Uh, Donald was number one. Numero uno. Number <laughs> number two. Number two was uh, Drew Brees. Wow. Okay, and number three know. was Patrick Mahomes, I believe. I what? Think. I mean, I'm not really surprised, but... Really? Oh, hell yeah. He had a great season. Yeah, but to be like... I feel and like, he is the MVP. Oh, but I feel like... I feel like three's like... I don't know. I feel like three's a little... Just like a hair high for him, like currently. 
Alvin Kamara at number 14. Todd Gurley at number 5. Yeah, so I do believe it was... No, it's Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's number three? Yeah, he's number three. Okay, well, I think he had a better... I was about to say, I was like... I think he was a more impressive player, but... I mean, that's not taking anything away from Mahomes at all. Mahomes is... Fucking was nuts. He was... Oh, that was weird. What? Oh, never mind. (laughs) I was looking at the... I'm, I'm on the NFL thing now, and it said that Drew Brees was number two... But then I scrolled down and then it said Antonio Brown was number two. And I was like, no, wait, what? Different list. Yeah. So Breeze is two, Khalil's three. Oh, okay. Never mind. I just, oops. Um, Gurley's five, Tom Brady's six. Okay. I wow. I believe that. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is number four. Tom, Todd Gurley's number five. And mm-hmm. Julio Jones is number nine. Uh, Julio Jones is. One of the you know one of the most impressive players to watch, he truly is awesome. Bobby Wagner's fifteen. Yeah, don't even get me started with that. I don't even so want to talk lame. about it. Anyway, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's twenty five. So here, now that you said that, what the hell? You said Russell Wilson's number twenty five. You know, how crazy is that? So he's number twenty five. I I'm, mean, it's not. I mean, it's not bad. Obviously, it's I'm not like, bad. I, I'm a little surprised. That Mahomes is over Brady, just like a hair surprise. He had a he had a way better season than Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean like. Plus, he won the MVP. And in, in general wise, like. Mahomes was without a doubt the best quarterback. And, well, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew I mean, Brees I get is better Drew than Brees. him, but. I feel like Brady's. I mean, obviously Brady's like a go, but I'm not gonna. I mean, obviously I hate Brady, but. Yeah. So here's like one for weird. you. Huh. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Where is he? He's voted better than Russell Wilson and... What? Mr. Can't Pull Out of a Driveway, Philip Rivers. Oh, my God. Where is can you Aaron? Can you fucking believe that? He's number that? eight? <laughs> Why is he number eight? Are you kidding me? I... <laughs> What the I hell? don't know what it is it, about how, Aaron Rodgers that how, somehow. Okay, I'm sorry. How is he ranked even higher than like Michael Thomas too? Like I don't understand. Are you kidding it. me? He was not better than. I mean, obviously it's a different and, play and, style, and but Saquon Barkley was like Jesus Christ. You guys, mighty Aaron Rodgers, number is eight. not even close to the greatest quarterback in football right now. You're looking at Tom Brady. Who's more successful? You're looking at Drew Brees, who's a better quarterback than Aaron. Aaron Rodgers needs to stop being hyped up. And, you know, imagine having Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers on your team and having two Super Bowls to show for it. Yeah, it's the last 30 years. I'm kind know. of really surprised Andrew Luck is at 20. Oh, Andrew Luck was so good this year. Oh, what? my God. Andrew Luck. I, mean, I said it. I said it last year. Russell Wilson. Yes. Yes. I don't know Without a that. doubt. I he had. That. I mean, he had such a great bounce back year, and he really, really, like, was oh, impressive to watch. Because I mean, God. obviously, at the beginning of last season, I was sort of doubting Andrew Luck, just mainly because of all of his injuries and then his, you know, his history with injuries. Oh my God. I wasn't so sold on the idea of him being that good. But then he came out and 
He was really on a roll. He he had a great season. Didn't Melvin Gordon do pretty well too? Yeah, Melvin Gordon was was good. He's he is number thirty four. Eh. Eh. I feel like he did like extremely good. I feel like, like there's 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 like you know, especially in fantasy too. There's thirty three players that were better than you know Melvin Gordon. I feel like he was like up there though. Like Melvin, can you yeah. imagine having a team with two Melvins? No. Melvin Ingram. And Melvin uh, Gordon. <laughs> well, now that Melvin Gordon's agent requested a trade, we won't be seeing that. Matt Ryan's at 69. <laughs> nice. He was probably proud of that. Kirk Cousins, 78. Cam Newton, 87. Carson Wentz is at 96. Well, yeah, he was hurt. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, Tyler Lockett's ninety-eight. Let's talk. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers being better than Russell Wilson and Philip Rivers. That real is quick. horrible. Let's talk about that. And he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Wait, two. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Okay. So check this out. And Von Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. Aaron Rodgers. Alvin Kamara. His season was. Time we kill. Are you finished? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a little <laughs> triggered. He's number eight. That's some bull. Well, I'm. It, that's what I'm getting into. So check this out. Mm-hmm. So he played 16 games. His completion percentage was 62.3. His yards were 4,442. His yards per average were uh, 7.4. And he had 25 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. So people are going to see that stat. 25 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. Wow, he's so great. He doesn't throw any interceptions. Look at his incomplete passes in a game and in a season. It's outrageous. The guy throws way out of bounds so that nobody can pick the ball off, or he throws at the floor, which, yeah, it's a good move, and it stops the, you know, stops the interception, but you're not, you know, you're not getting anything about throwing the football out of bounds or on the floor. So anyway, there's Aaron Rodgers. So now we're looking at Russell Wilson, who, uh, who by the way, I don't think had a better season than Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers was the better quarterback out of all these three. Yeah. Out of these three, Phillip Rivers was a better quarterback. Trust yeah. me. So Russell Wilson, 16 games, um, 65.6 percentage rating on his or completion rating, uh, 3,448 yards, which, yeah, it's less than Aaron Rodgers. His yards per average were 8.1. And then his touchdowns were 35. He threw seven interceptions. 35 to seven interceptions is... Uh, that is... That sounds really good. Uh, <laughs> fucking kidding me? That's seven, super good. Really? Seven interceptions? That's it? Seven interceptions. Wow. And 35 touchdowns. Wow. And so... Philippe Rivers, 68.3 completion percentage, 16 games, 4,308 yards, 8.5 yards per average, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Yeah, there we go. Philip Rivers balled out. And Philip Rivers, mm. I'm glad to see him that high on the top 100. I think he had a better year than Russell Wilson, mm. and I think... I mean, well, uh, you know what? I, I'll, I'll take that back. I think Russell Wilson's the better out of these three just because Phillip Rivers doesn't run the football. But 
Russell Wilson didn't get as deep in the playoffs as Phillip Rivers did. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even go to the fucking playoffs. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been two years. It's been two years. Two-year drought for for Green Bay. But they're somehow always one of the top-rated teams at the beginning of the year. And now it's happening all over again. Oh, my God. Oh, we're looking at these Green Bay Packers. And they're looking good. Look, Russell, look. Aaron Rodgers is going to go out. He's going to fucking hurt something or whatever. And then they're going to say, well, they didn't make it because Aaron Rodgers was hurt. No, I've heard it before. Don't really care. Uh, And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, not to say that he hasn't done impressive things. He is a great quarterback, all right? So cool your fucking horses, those listening. I just don't think that he should be as overrated as he really is. He's extremely, extremely overrated. I'd say his number one talent is getting false starts. So rushing up to the line when people are substituting and hiking the ball and getting that free play. That is Aaron Rodgers' number one skill on the field is <laughs> rushing the players. And it's it's a good move. It's annoying. It's frustrating. But, I mean, it's pretty good. But anyway, I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's what we're going to cover for episode one. And I think that we've had ourselves... A pretty good episode one when it comes down to talking about, you know, we're, we're not getting into fantasy yet. Ooh. Fantasy is coming. And I, you know what? I might as well ask you. Let's just say you have the number one pick. Which I don't. Who are you? Well, nobody knows. It's going to be randomized. But who would you have? Who would you pick? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of big Big talent. I don't know. I don't know if I would... Well, obviously, I wouldn't want to pick number one, but... I don't know. Big Juicy. Who? Big Juicy. It's going to be interesting. Big Juicy. But ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, I'm Christian from the Beefy Boys, and I am joined here with my lovely girlfriend, Haley. Meh. (laughs) And we are out of here, folks. Thank you for stopping into the sports bar. We'll see you next week.